Hello and welcome to another Tabletop Games Blog Saturday Review. We were going to leave our Scandinavian homelands to search for fortunes and new shores far beyond the horizon. However, before we could set off, we had to load our boat with provisions, equipment and a daring crew. The problem was that it was a rough, windy day and our longships were dangerously swaying the swell. Getting everything safely stowed on board was going to be tricky. It was almost like we were on a... Viking Seesaw by Rainer Knizia from Hidden Games. I know, the idea of a Viking Seesaw doesn't necessarily make much sense. Viking longships were rather sturdy vessels that could safely store a large amount of cargo. Loading them in the safety of a harbour would have required a good amount of muscle power, but not really much nimbleness. Yet, for a dexterity game, having to place items on what effectively behaves like a set of scales is the perfect and rather simple solution. Calling the game after what is its main component follows the simplicity to its ultimate conclusion. Mind you, given that Viking Seesaw is published by the Japanese publisher Itten Games, it should come as no surprise that the game follows minimalistic design principles and aims for nothing less than perfection as a product. Throw into the mix Rainer Knizia's ability to design really clever and fun abstract games and you end up with a game that appeals to Western tastes, with a look and feel that only a Japanese company can properly achieve. At its core, Viking Seesaw is a simple balancing game. Everyone starts with the same items. On your turn, you choose one and add it to the side of the seesaw that's currently in the air. You need to choose something that is light enough and won't tip the balance. When you first look at the items in front of you, you see quite a few different plastic pieces, plus some metal ones. There's also a sort of maple figure. It doesn't look like much and you get the impression that they're all very pretty much the same. It is only when you pick up each one that you realize how wrong you were. The golden metal cubes are really, really heavy. They are the sort of weight that you wish the cubes in Terraforming Mars should have. Their heft is very surprising and unexpected. The silver cubes, which are the same size as the gold ones, are quite a lot lighter in comparison. They are the sort of weight you expect the golden ones to be. The silver ball's weight is probably somewhere between the golden and silver cubes. The plastic pieces seem to be at the same weight as each other, with the meeple figure probably the lightest. The thing is, weight isn't the only property that's important in Viking Seesaw. At some point, you will start stacking items on top of each other. It's easy enough to place cubes on top of cubes, but the balls are trickier. The most awkward shape to stack anything on top of is probably the yellow crystal-like plastic piece. So when you decide what to place from your supply on the boat, you need to think about weight and shape, and where in the upward section to place it. It quickly becomes clear that what seemed like a simple balancing dexterity game has had a lot of thought put into it. 
The design of the game is very clever, and the components were clearly chosen very carefully to fine-tune the experience. That isn't obvious when you look at the game online or watch videos. Viking Seesaw is definitely not yet another component stacking game. You have to really try it for yourself. Mind you, there's a small niggle. It's actually not that much of an issue, but like in most dexterity games there will be moments that the rules don't properly cover. As a group, you just have to house-rule the situation as you feel it's right which I think is absolutely fine. That's something that's not unique to Viking Seesaw, and no dexterity game will ever be able to set out every possible scenario without coming with a rulebook as thick as an encyclopedia. As it is, the game's rulebook is really short and really simple. Literally, any 8-year-old can read it, set up the game and teach everyone how to play in less than 10 minutes. It's amazing and just what you want for a game that only takes about 15 minutes to play. I've played Viking Seesaw many times now and always had a lot of fun. After a few plays you do know roughly what works and what doesn't, but when the previous player makes your life hard, it's still always a challenge. The game also works just as well with two players as it does with four. Downtime is certainly no issue because you're constantly watching what other players are doing. Even though the game is competitive, you almost want them to succeed in placing their silver ball onto the awkward plastic yellow gem. At the same time, you laugh with glee when the boat tips at the end of their turn. There's always suspense and laughter. The game certainly never gets boring even though you're not likely to play it more than a few times in an evening. I highly recommend you try it for yourself and find out how difficult it is to be the first to have placed all of your items on the boat. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog Saturday Review Podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening, and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my supporters. Royal Patron, Sean Newman. Magic Champion, John Risley. Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Jacob Davis, Gavin Jones, Sarah Reed, and Richard Simpson.